You are listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast presented by NCQA. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Inside Healthcare. I'm your host, Dave Smolar, Senior Multimedia Specialist here at NCQA. NCQA, the National Committee for Quality Assurance, exists to improve healthcare in the United States. We want to make care better for everyone, so we set expectations of healthcare companies and organizations, measure their performance, and highlight those that do well. And we use science to help us build better health and better choices for everyone in the United States. If you're a fan of this podcast, then follow us. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, bookmark us and subscribe. On YouTube, you can give us a thumbs up. And in Amazon Music, go to the podcast section and click on the heart icon to follow us. Show us you're listening. And if you have feedback for us, write to us at communications at ncqa.org. We look forward to hearing from you. We close 2023 with our annual year-end State of Healthcare interview with NCQA President Peggy O'Kane. In this interview, Peggy talks with Vice President for Public Policy and External Relations, Frank Michike, about NCQA's progress in 2023, both in improving equitable access to healthcare and implementing digital transformation across the healthcare ecosystem. As you'll hear, we're hitting the ground running in 2024 with new digital products, digital quality implementers, and digital solutions to reveal and reverse healthcare disparities, NCQA stands ready to take the lead on advancing quality for everyone. Welcome everyone to our end of year podcast, an annual tradition here at NCQA, where we uh, talk with our president and founder, Peggy O'Kane, about what we've seen this year in the world of healthcare and healthcare quality and what we expect to see next year. Peggy, thanks for joining us as always. Sure, it's a pleasure. Let's start with uh, what we've seen this year, uh, 2023. There there seem to have been very few um, uh, boring years in healthcare, at least in, in my tenure. Uh, 2023 was not uh, one of them, if there are any. And so um, let's talk about what we did see, both um, on the broader landscape, but also specifically with NCQA. So... Um, the most recent uh, event and um, uh, uh, reflection uh, I have on uh, our experience at NCQA in 2023 is our Health Innovation Summit, which we just wrapped up at the end of October uh, down in Orlando, Florida. Uh, a wonderful experience. Uh, the audience continues to grow. Um, the depth and breadth and um, and impressive nature of the speakers and the topic areas that we're able to cover uh, also continues to grow. Uh, give us a few thoughts, Peggy, on um, your time at the summit, what you saw, um, how you felt, and and um, yeah, uh, thanks, thanks, Frank. Um, it is it's a high point for me, and you know, last year's was fabulous as well. And I, I think part of it is people are so happy to see each other, and uh, you know, there are a lot of people that know each other because quality is kind of a small world; it's a growing world. But but uh, a lot of people know each other or have worked together in the past. And, um, you know, it's wonderful for me because people come up and hug me in the hallways and sometimes people I don't even know um, because, you know, they appreciate the importance of the work. And I always say quality is a hard job. And sometimes you're, you're like the critic of the organization or you're showing them information they don't really want to see. 
And so uh, I think that this need to support each other is really great. So um, it, it's great. And then, uh, you know, our education team and our events team did such a magnificent job. The thing went off without a hitch and it was incredibly complicated uh, with a lot of different panels and speakers and, you know, simultaneous sessions. And everything I went to was awesome. Well, so speaking of growing, um, one of the things uh, that that has grown in terms of uh, the small, uh, smaller, smallish uh, healthcare quality community has been the uh, issue areas and topics that NCQA is tackling, as well as the the broader community. So I think of a couple of things that have been priorities for us, but that really seem to be catching fire, uh, excuse the pun, among uh, among healthcare quality uh, observers. Those are health equity and then uh, digital transformation and digital quality measurement. So um, did how did that play out at the summit? And, and um, just in general, over the course of 2023, how have you seen that grow and, and uh, become a bigger part of the uh, quality mission and quality community? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I did notice uh, somewhere it said that 20% of our sessions related to health equity last uh, at the at the last one, and um, they were they were fab fabulous. And sometimes they were kind of crossovers. Um, so there was a session that I attended uh, that was uh, diabetes treatment centers for um, people with social challenges and so forth. And they were looking at the adoption of, uh, of technology like uh, continuous glucose monitoring and uh, finding disparities. So it's kind of like you take the overall issue, this is when it gets exciting, you take the overall issue of health equity and then you start to break it down and say, where is this coming from? Where are these disparities coming from? And we know some of them are external to healthcare, but there, every time we look, we find clues and big clues in healthcare about things that are happening that really, I think, are beneath people's awareness. Uh, so uh, it's very exciting to have that happen. And uh, again, the, the health equity, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of people in the health equity world and that feels like a movement. And so there was a lot of hugging going on there too. So, it, you know, it's a, it, it was great. And um, very, very, as I said, what you want is you want to get beyond the rhetoric and to the what do we do? What are we going to do about this? And that's what was happening this year. Now, just a reflection on, on my observation of the summit and just the um, issue of equity and our role in it um, uh, over the last few years. It's really remarkable to be giving people who want to do the right things the tools to do them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, uh, I'm a little later to the quality game. You, you, uh, at the beginning, were were doing exactly that for those who didn't know how to measure the quality of healthcare. The 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 uh, tools were not in place. You created those, and CQA has and nurtured them. Um, in the case of equity, I think uh, the first uh, year or two where we were really digging in on this 2020, 2021, after everything with COVID and George Floyd and all of the other things that raised the issue to a higher level the look on folks faces metaphorically as they realized that they really wanted to tackle this problem and they could they didn't have the data or the tools to do it yeah. and yeah. to have seen just in those two three four years the progress uh that's been made in first understanding that 
problem. Second, um, are playing a role in, in providing some of the tools and, and um, ideally uh, enabling some of the data exchange that's required. It's really been meaningful and, and palpable. And I heard that both from uh, the panelists at the summit, but also from the, the folks who were on uh, talking just uh, around the event. Um, yeah. And so um, you, we, uh, our equity team, which is a, a bunch of superstars on that front, should be very proud um, of, I think, of of the contribution that's been made there. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I've said this many times, but I feel so proud because I feel like this was something that the whole organization mobilized around. And a lot of the uh, ideas came from the people at the at the lower levels of the organization and they have done a magnificent job uh, and it's because their hearts are in it you know they they really are in it and um, that's infectious and it's ne needed yeah you can't you can't um, fake that uh, mm -hmm. not to the degree to the degree of the work and the impact yeah. that they've had so uh, it's wonderful to see um, so let me pivot a little bit and maybe move away from the summit. Before I do that, I want to make sure all of our listeners know that they can go to ncqasummit.com. It's got a review of um, all of our uh, agenda. It's got some highlights and clips. It also uh, allows you the ability to register for next year's event in October um, in Nashville. So uh, if you are, if we've whet your appetite as to the 2023 summit and or attending the 2024, please go to ncqasummit.com. So uh, again, another big topic, um, but maybe I'll pull the lens back a little and ask about your thoughts on the uh, progress that's been made in terms of digital quality measurement and really the enablement of um, healthcare data to flow over the course of 2023, and then we can talk about uh, plans for 2024. Right. Well, I, I think I'm of two minds. One, I'm really proud of what we've achieved, and um, I'm impressed with you know learning about developments in the environment. I also feel like we need to get this thing moving faster so that it's no longer optional. And it's still optional for a lot of the healthcare system. And that results in a lot of bad quality, a lot of compromised quality, uh, a lot of waste. And um, I, I, don't, I don't know, somebody was just saying to me, we need to tell the story better about why this is necessary. And, you know, if you think about it, it doesn't take long to figure out if Mrs. Jones is on Medicare and she's seeing 15 doctors and none of them are communicating with each other, uh, then you've got to, and can't even if they want to, uh, you know, compare notes or share data or anything. You've got a formula for all kinds of medical errors, right? And it's nobody's fault. It's not one person's fault. It's the fault of a system that is not intelligent. And, um, you know, so getting the, the data, uh, kind of getting people connected, I think there's also a big, um, advantage we're going to have with connecting directly to patients and really you know learning how to motivate patients in a different way uh you know i i think of this story that i just heard last um a couple months ago when we had a diabetes expert panel and one of the panelists was saying from a diabetes center the international diabetes center in minnesota he was saying when we put people on continuous glucose monitoring, these are people with type 2 diabetes, 
you for for about half of the people you see immediate results you see them managing their glucose much more effectively because they're getting real-time feedback you know on their phones and um you know they eat that donut and they see their sugar spike and maybe the donut doesn't sound that attractive the next time so um so that's just one tiny example uh, but, you know, you think about pain management, you think about cancer treatment and how that's going. We all know people that have been through that and having some real time data that can be linked to treatments and so forth. Uh, we're going to have an explosion of knowledge, but it's not happening fast enough. The infrastructure is not there fast enough. And, um, you know, so NCQA, we're a small organization. We need partners, and we've started down that journey. Um, uh, you know, for example, we have a digital quality implementation group uh, with big players who are in the background in healthcare data or in the foreground, and um, it's it's a really great group. We're doing this project with Levitt Partners, and they have a good track record of helping things that are stuck get moved. And so, um, I would say. It's pretty much stuck, I think, in, in the digital area. And even with CMS kind of pushing back its deadline for digital measurements. So um, I'm, I'm feeling very impatient. I've been at this game for a very long time. And people have been talking about this since before I came to NCQA, um, you know, about the, the, the wonderful possibilities to enhance the quality of care. Yeah. Well, I, to your point about telling a better story, I think it's it's easy for all of us, uh, particularly folks who are um, sort of removed from the, the ground, uh, providing care on the ground, to uh, throw up our hands or, or give examples of what technology does in other sectors and why can't we just do this? And people get bogged down in the many re very real um, but extraordinarily frustrating reasons that healthcare data flows less smoothly than other data. Yeah. yeah. But they lose. They don't even have it lose. themselves, even in their own practices, they don't have sure. it. Sure. Yeah. And, and and so we yeah. all, I think, are tempted to think of a technological fix to that, right? And there are some. Um, but we lose the uh the effect, the the what we're missing out on by not having that freer flow of data. Right. Uh, or to flip it on the positive side, what we might do were that data to flow more freely. And right. so um, I, right. I appreciate the example you gave there. Let me, um, I, I find the work we're doing in a couple of different communities very interesting. So I want to um, I want to drill down on a couple of those. The digital quality implementers community that you mentioned, I know um, we uh, launched it uh, for official purposes uh, at the summit. And we had some real heavy hitters on the stage there. Um, let me uh, share my understanding of the uh, community and um, and then ask you to elaborate on uh, where you think it goes and, and um, uh, what we hope to see in 2024 from it. So um, as, as one of our uh, leading data quality folks uh, has uh, termed it, this is the... Um, the, the implementation layer, which means um, using a, a, an example more, more of us can be or may be familiar with, when you have a calculator and you press the sign button, um, 
every time every calculator and there may be 200 models out there every calculator is going to give you the same uh, sign on a given number and we trust that we don't have to look underneath we don't have to worry about um you know which who made it when did they make it etc um, as I understand it, that's the goal of the implementer community. It is to uh, establish those standards and those um, uh, the 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 understanding as to how those formulas work, definitions and formulas, and then allow for a thousand, maybe not a thousand, uh, flowers to bloom among the major and and maybe uh, new entrants in the technology world uh, who are going to be the engines behind. Um, digital quality uh, measurement. Uh, so those engines, um, as they exist right now, include um, Smile, but also Microsoft, Google, all of whom were represented uh, on the stage and will be represented in this community. Yeah. That's really exciting stuff. Yeah, it really is. And um, I mean, we're starting small with the idea of the CQL engine. And um, we have one, CMS has one, I, you know, there are, there are multiple versions out there. This is part of what's going on. This is part of the problem is that you have all these different develop, developmental paths and when they meet each other, they don't fit. So we're really trying to get alignment. And we, we have said our CQL engine, we're putting out there for public use. And um, I, I think the CMS one is, I'm not sure about others, but you know, what we're trying to do is say, you don't, don't use ours if you don't want to, if you want to build your own, go ahead. But like, do we really all have to go out there and waste the money of building these multiple versions? I don't know. And um, we will, this group will try to set standards for how does it have to operate? That's really the point. And by the way, I need to say, we're not trying to replace HL7 and all the other wonderful standards organizations that are out there. In fact, we are at the table with a number of them trying to advance their work and move that along too. So uh, there's plenty of work to go around here and um, more than we can possibly uh, do ourselves. And so, uh, you know, alignment is actually that, if you think about the one thing that, um, that NCQA has tried to do for all of our history. It's trying to get alignment around standards for care, uh, around quality measurement, and so forth. So we've worked hard to get to a certain point, um, but we still have so far to go. Back to equity. Um, we talked about the work we did at the summit. Very exciting development in 2023 was um, uh, our receiving a contract to work with the Office of Minority Health on Equity Issues. Do you want to describe that and uh, talk about the work we will be doing and um, yeah. what you see coming up? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the Office of Minority Health in CMS um, because there are multiple offices of minority health. Um, and it's a uh, it's a great contract and it, it's like what I was talking about before taking things to the next level. And so uh, there's a lot of work about really attacking understanding the disparities in, for example, diabetes in uh, hypertension uh, in, in the areas that we've been working on. And, you know, we've kind of gotten ahead of that a little bit because we already have plotted out a way to kind of uh, stratify HEDIS measures by race and, race and ethnicity. So that's kind of a slow process because um, many plans don't have the data. Even CMS doesn't have the data on the race and ethnicity of its members. Medicaid tends to have it more. 
Um, but there are imputational methods for that. You know, you can use zip codes and so forth. And um, we're, we're sort of debating internally and with our, you know, our communities about uh, whether we want to spend a lot of time getting to the, the actual data or whether we want to kind of use the data that we can impute that's good enough to kind of really start working on it. So there's just a lot that we're doing and, you know, we're thrilled. Our team is so excited. And uh, Rachel Harrington is, you know, the leader of this work and she's just done a great job. She's been uh, doing this work kind of unrecognized, not by the outer world, certainly recognized by us um, for uh, a number of years. And um, she's got a great team and, you know, others coming on board. So we're excited about it. Again, it's yeah. taking it to that kind of let's talk turkey, let's talk diabetes, let's talk hypertension, right? And and on another or in another uh, avenue of NCQA's work in 2023, we saw a number of states adopt our health equity accreditation program primarily for their Medicaid managed care programs. Yeah. Um, so I want to shout out Christine Toppy and um, and the work that the state affairs team has done to advance that because and and to, for those who aren't familiar. Um, the programs, uh, the the states that use managed care to provide Medicaid services, which is now, uh, I believe, 43 of the 50 states, um, uh, they have contracts with managed care plans to do so. And um, in the states, uh, we, we accredit and have a mandate to accredit the vast majority of those plans in um, about 40 of the states. Um, some states have gone further and said these plans must also go through our health equity accreditation program. Um, which means they're meeting those standards um, uh, for uh, collecting and then doing something with uh, the data they receive about inequities. So we've expanded the reach of that program via mandates that will be implement implemented over the next few years. And it's really exciting to see. On that note, uh, I'll well, put let in- me, Let me just put sure, sure. in there for a second, because I don't want to forget Liz Ryder and the people on the on the product side of the house that designed these programs and stood them up very quickly. I mean, we did have predecessor programs, um, but we have a whole health equity group that's that cuts across um, both our QMERGE uh, measurement and, and research group and our product group. So um, it's been, a, again, very impressive in terms of real teamwork and real synergy between the two. We, we started out just trying to convert measurement to digital and, you know, we're, we're making very good progress there, but what's happening at the same time is that digital is, co is coming into the delivery system in a lot of different ways. And there's been a convergence in primary care between the uh, tremendous shortage of primary care doctors, which is a policy failure in my view, um, because of the payment model that we have um, that, that really gives primary care tremendous responsibility, but not enough um, money to kind of set up the, the, the infrastructure that they need. So that's, there's a shout out for uh, primary care overall. What's been happening though, is we have now virtual primary care trying to come in and fill that gap. And so we think, okay, sounds promising, but 
it could also be pro problematic in terms of further fragmentation of what we're doing. So if like many people I know, you can't get a, an appointment with your primary care doctor and you can see a virtual doctor, is that gonna become part of your whole care plan and, and execution? Or is that gonna be over here causing more trouble? We have enough fragmentation in this country. So um, we have this new program um, we're doing a pilot right now with, we have 17 organizations in the pilot, including some health plans, some of these primary care companies, some FQHCs. It's very exciting uh, to see that we had a lot of applicants for this program. And what we're doing is we're piloting the standards and piloting means we're, you know, we've got them on paper, uh, but these were kind of created with committees and experts and so forth. And now we want to see how does, you know, somebody that's trying to do a good job with primary care, when they look at the standard, do they say, oh, yes, we do that. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they say, oh, that sounds like a real challenge for us, but we think we can get it up and running. And then the third one is we want to be particularly vigilant about this. Uh, like, how did you think that would ever happen? You know, there's just kind of like, there's a kind of lack of plausibility about the, the underlying uh, standards. So um, we've been, we piloted our standards with Health Equity Plus in this way. And we, we learned a lot because again, we were, we were plowing completely new ground. And um, so our people that are working on this are very excited. Uh, of course, it's, it's real. And we think we can play a very constructive role in making sure that primary care continues to play the key and central role in the organization of the delivery system, even though we're going to be doing it in different ways. And so that pilot program will play out through um, the winter and and then um, we'll we'll revise standards based on what we learn. And yeah. then we'll and there uh, will be public more... comment. There'll be public comment about that and all that, you know, our usual process. Yeah. And I think our date for launch next year of the actual program is August. Um, so and, you know, we as I said, we got a lot more interest than the uh, than the pilot sites. So, yeah. So uh, very exciting uh, new program, much needed, um, very much relevant to the, as you mentioned, the primary care crisis that the country faces. Yeah. So um, Peggy, as always, it's been wonderful uh, wrapping up the year and looking forward to the next. Hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season and um, a great 2024. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to everybody. And thank you to NCQA team for all the great work. Take care. NCQA President Peggy O'Kane, interviewed by Public Policy and External Relations Vice President Frank Michike in December 2023. Announcing NCQA's next big event, the Health Equity Forum, coming up March 4th and 5th, 2024, at the Westin Los Angeles Airport. The Health Equity Forum convenes state officials, advocates, and healthcare providers, showcasing the blueprint for creating and implementing statewide health equity strategies. It's a two-day event. Here's day one. California state officials and health equity leaders will discuss why California has prioritized health equity. They'll also share best practices for health equity collaboration. And day two features a workshop and training with NCQA experts about our health equity accreditation programs. You'll determine your readiness to earn accreditation, identify any challenges you might run into, and learn how to address them. 
If you're a champion of health equity, diversity, and inclusion, NCQA wants to partner with you. We offer opportunities that can be customized to align with your strategic objectives and specific health equity goals. Find out more at ncqa.org and search Health Equity Forum or click the link in this episode's description. As we do in each episode of Inside Healthcare, we now ask for your thoughts on today's show. Email us at communications at ncqa.org anytime and be sure to include the words Inside Healthcare in the subject line. Now, if you're coming up empty, here's our question for this episode. What can your company do in the next 12 months to advance digital transformation of healthcare? And if you have a comment, a suggestion, an idea for a guest on our show, maybe you'd like to be that guest, just email us and let us know. Communications at ncqa.org. And be sure to write Inside Healthcare in the subject line. Hope to hear from you soon. And that's it for episode 121 and for the 2023 editions of NCQA's Inside Healthcare podcast. Thanks again for joining us all this time. This episode's done, but there are plenty that came before it for you to explore and investigate. You can find us at blog.ncqa.org or find us, as I said, on Apple, YouTube, or Amazon Music or any of the many streaming apps that carry us. Whether you download the show or stream it, if you find us, then follow us. Bookmark us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube or a heart follow on Amazon. Subscribe and show us that you're listening. And spread the word. Help us build our audience by letting others know about NCQA's work. If you haven't done so already, connect with NCQA on LinkedIn and Twitter. You'll get video promos for this show to share with your friends and colleagues. And as always, we thank you, our loyal listener, for helping our audience continue to grow. On behalf of our award-winning NCQA communications team, I'm Dave Smolar. We'll see you again, no doubt. You've been listening to Inside Healthcare, a podcast brought to you by NCQA, the National Committee for Quality Assurance. Inside Healthcare is available on your computer or mobile device and on our blog at blog.ncqa.org forward slash podcast.